I'm just reminded I'd promised to take my young ward, Dick Grayson, fishing, if you'll excuse me. Biff Bam Pow, let's take a trip down to the Batcave for Batman Land. Batman. There's a problem. Better let us handle this. A weekly discussion of the 1966 Batman TV show. Each week we're joined by a guest. I don't know who he is behind that mask of his, but I do know when we need him. It's Batman! We need him now. Where we discuss the Batman episodes that aired this week on SBS Vice Land. When I'm not switching my atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed. Let's go! I'm Dan Barrett, billionaire playboy and a digital editor at SBS. Of course, the joke's on you, Joker. I'm not doing this podcast alone. I'm joined here by a fellow editor here at SBS, Fiona Williams. Fiona, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you. Now, we've also got a guest in the Batman Land Cave slash studio. (laughs) Uh, We've got Rose Callahan, comedian, Melbourne comedian. So you're our first interstate guest, I think. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh la la. (laughs) Travelled here all the way on Tiger. Um, Should I not mention Brent? Yeah, all the way. Brent's fine. Let's do it. (laughs) One-hour flight from Melbourne. I'm very exotic, aren't I? You really are. Oh, look how pale her skin is. <laughs> we were concerned Fancy. we'd have language barriers yeah, yeah, and we'd yeah. need translator. But. I'd just be like too busy drinking coffee or something or like trying to um, graffiti in the alleyways around the... <laughs> I don't know. What are some Melbourne cliches? Well, look, hopefully we can bridge our cultures and still be able to, you know, come together with this Batman. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to talk about AFL for the whole podcast. <laughs> oh, God. I'm out. <laughs> We've made a grave mistake. <laughs> okay, but something we will talk about here are two fine episodes of the 1966 Batman TV show. We've got The Joker Goes to School. Hello, kiddies. Meet the Joker. Which originally aired on the 2nd of March, 1966. I think we're all twinkles in our mother's eyes at that stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And also he met his match, the Grizzly Ghoul, which went to air the day after on the 3rd of March, 1966. This is two episodes of The Joker. And Fiona, I don't really understand what happened in either of these episodes. <laughs> Me neither. I'm all so right. glad that you have said that as well. I'm like, how am I going to turn up and be like, I don't get the thing with the um, vending machine. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. I, like, I understood it while the show was going on, but then I sat back and it's like, I don't really understand the procession or like what the Joker's plan was entirely. Yeah. All right. What was going on? I'll give it a red hot go. Please yeah. do. So we have the return of the Joker and apparently it's one week, he's just one week out from prison and he's bought a poker machine company yes. or a one-armed bandit company as they call it. And so he starts dispensing easy money via drink and candy machines at a high school. <laughs> So this is all part of a plan, and bear with me here, to (laughs) encourage the kids to drop out Uh, and opt for a life of crime because this easy money, it's going to get a bit of a taste for it and they're going to want to come and join his gang maybe. Uh, But what he doesn't bank on is the smarts of the Caped Crusader and one upstanding student council representative, Richard Grayson, a.k.a. Robin. Hey, Batman! Where's Robin? Attending school, just as you are. What school? I can't tell you that. It might reveal his secret true identity. Yeah, I was like, why is giving away free money part of the plan? I don't understand. But there was like such a big like stay in school kids vibe for like the whole thing. (laughs) Boys and girls, go back to your studies. Believe me, nothing in life is free. It was so nerdy. (laughs) Like they're just such nerds. Like, oh, no, I wouldn't want to go to the dark side. Oh. (laughs) Now, here's what I don't understand entirely. So was the actual plan of the Jokers to really uh, force the kids to want to drop out of school because they don't have their drive anymore to be successful on their own steam? Or was that just Batman's assumption as to what the scheme was? I think it's Batman's read on the situation because we never really have the Joker outwardly saying that. 
but he does recruit um, the Bad Pennies is his gang in mm. this episode. Um, and they're all high school, school dropouts. dropouts. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's preying on the minds of the young. So money equals dropping out of school, buying cigarettes and being bad. No, easy money. Easy money. Yeah. Coming out of the milk machine because why are they all drinking so much milk? Yeah. That they've got a machine that dispenses it there. And he's rigging up jukeboxes. That's a, that seems like a um, occupational health and safety. Re- like money's very germy as well. Mm. Going through the milk machine. Mm. Now they can't drink out of the milk machine anymore. That's very evil. That's the most evil thing out of all of it, actually. There was a very good lesson about not trusting technology just because it's been wheeled into your establishment. We'll remember the gentleman who's running the bistro, the small, friendly bistro. The fashionable bistro. The fashionable oh. bistro. Oh, yeah, the fashionable <laughs> bistro. I was trying to figure out what made it so fashionable. Yeah. <laughs> like there was a bar. They were sitting around a bar. That's kind of, that You're was so it. Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This is like lame. You think that's fashionable? <laughs> But they said it was a little bistro as well and it seemed sizable. Very few tables, but the actual space itself I thought was... And to be honest, he did rig up the jukebox. In a little bistro like that, that would have been kind of obvious. We never established was there an inside man or woman in who had done this to the jukebox to fit it out with the rifle... Like, like very elaborate just like, oh, scheme. here's a free jukebox. And they're like, oh, this seems legit. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, kind of, I kind of get it though. So I'll be at my desk at work and someone will come in to fix the printer. Now it's something yeah. I don't really think too much about, but maybe the person fixing the printer is rigging up with an elaborate Joker-like device mm. to, you know, cause problems here at the SBS yeah, studios. I don't know for sure because I'm not paying attention. We just think maybe it's this out bartender, of yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the toner is is like pepper spray or yeah. something and it goes poof, and everybody dies. I don't know. All of the technology, all of their little tricks just seem so lame. Like, I've got the special thing out of my utility belt. Like, they just ex- overly explain everything. However, I think I'll take this tape to the Batcave, run it through the anti-crime voice analyzer, check it against the voice file. That way we should be able to learn the identity of the Joker's henchman. Just don't make it so complicated in the first place and you don't have to explain what's going on all the time. The 60s were a different time. Now, I like this episode. It opened up with the citywide hoop championships that are taking place at the school Woodrow Roosevelt High School. Now, obviously, most U.S. schools, I think, are named after presidents. Mm-hmm. Is that generally a thing that happens? Well, it used to be. I don't know if there's going to be many Donald Trump <laughs> ones yeah. going forward. But I, I mean, I know schools that weren't, like Bayside High. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rydell High. Rydell Chris. High, yeah. Uh, but this one named after what I guess is a fictional president in the Batman 1966 universe, uh, Woodrow Roosevelt High School. Mm-hmm. Now, the actual filming, sorry, I got very nerdy when I started delving mm-hmm. into this. I started checking out the 66batman.com message boards and I found out oh, that the actual, you did. <laughs> the you actual exterior, I went How very deep How long did this. you spend on this message board? Um, Fiona is technically my boss and I'd yeah. rather not give that information <laughs> just yet. The actual outside exteriors of this, which they do use in a number of Batman episodes, it was the Gotham Museum a couple of episodes ago, apparently. Uh, but this is still in existence. You can go to the Fox Lots today and you'll find uh, Woodrow Roosevelt High School oh. without the sign, but it's now just a production office for something. Was it reused for lots of other things? Uh, presumably. So, okay, I'm going to start talking about me now because that's what I think everyone wants yeah, on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted yeah. to hear. Batman, Schmatman. <laughs> Batman, Schmatman. So, the other day I was in the United States of America um, and I was doing a few <laughs> studio tours and that kind of thing. And, yeah, I mean, all these buildings get repurposed for God knows how many different productions as years go on. 
the Gotham City Police Department that you see every time that Batman and Robin pull up their Batmobile and jump out to go and see Commissioner Gordon and the fake Chief O'Hara. Um, not that he's fake, but he's a fake police officer. <laughs> I don't believe he's genuinely a chief. Uh, that building still exists. Like, I went driving past it on a buggy, mm. and the lady's, like, driving the buggy. She's like, and if you look over to your left, and it's like, no, no, it's okay. I'm on this one. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know what this is. Yeah, so I saw, like, GCPD, like, in real life. Did you have, like, oh, a little exciting. moment? Did I, look, you, did you I had many moments. Yeah, yeah. It was very yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> Security had to take me off yeah, the lot yeah, immediately. Yeah, I can imagine. Did you spruce your podcast? Uh, look, I didn't because it was mostly foreign language tourists that oh, were traveling okay. with me. And yeah, I don't yeah. think they would have been that excited by me. But, you know, they whatever. They probably all had podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> they Everyone's were, got a podcast. Yeah, don't they? I was doing a Batman podcast. It was a friend's podcast next to me. Yeah, know, was, they're probably the bus driver's like, oh, check out my bus yeah. driving podcast. What <laughs> <laughs> um, bus driving TV shows are there? It's on the buses? On the buses. Yeah, yeah oh. that's the obvious one. <laughs> it's the On the Buses podcast. Otto. Simpsons. Yeah, I got it. Oh, Speaking yeah. of Otto, <laughs> as part of my US travels, I went and did the Hollywood Walk of Fame business. I saw lots of Batman-related stars, including Otto Preminger. Mm. Okay. Uh, I saw Adam West. I saw Bob Kane, like creator great. of Batman. Uh, I've actually got a bit of a list here. Hang on, what did I come up with? Here Anne Baxter, who was there playing... Ah, <laughs> oh, Zelda the Great. Zelda the Great. You know, only one appearance on the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Liberace, who's yet to make an appearance in the show, but, you know, later on. Uh, who else was there? There was, uh, we mentioned on the podcast a few weeks ago, Jerry Dunphy, who was a Californian-based newsreader. I saw his star there right next to Ted Knight. Um, Eartha Kitt, uh, Roddy McDowell, who will be on in a few weeks' time. Commissioner Gordon Roddy himself. Roddy McDowell will be on in a few weeks' time? Uh, well, probably not so much. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would be a coup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's resurrect Roddy McDowell. Uh, Neil Hamilton, who plays Commissioner Gordon, he apparently has a star. Mm. I wouldn't have thought he was a big enough star for that, ah. but, you know, go figure. Harsh. You think it's just the show that gives you the star status, Well, maybe. quite possibly so. Uh, and also Burgess Meredith. Mm. Yeah, and also at the Warner Brothers lot, they have all the Batmobiles on display, except 1966 Batman. I had that? a Batmobile when I was a little kid. It mm. was like... Probably not like the real one, though. Yeah, yeah, I drove one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you so, Batman? Yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, guys. <laughs> what a coup. Yeah, 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 you actually got the real Batman. No, it was like um, this like sort of 1950s, I think like a family friend gave it to me, but... I was probably worth money. Like it was this really cute little model car and like when the wheels went along, the there was an exhaust thing and it had a little plastic fire thing that would go in and out as it drove Ooh, along. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I don't know what happened to it though. I feel like it's like one of those things that you acquire that you're like, I think, yeah, this is like a collector's item. Yeah, yeah. and meanwhile you've lost it somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah. probably it could- in the garden somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they could fund your retirement one day. Yeah. <laughs> Fallen victims of nefarious plans by someone. Indeed. Now, there was an interesting cast member in this, uh, Linda Harrison, who played cheerleader number two. Let's take a break, gang. Anyone for a drink? Me. Now, she's making her very first screen credit here, but she's notable because Linda Harrison went on to play Nova in the Planet of the Apes movies, the first two, and she also married the head of 20th Century Fox, which is Zanuck. Nepotism. So she did just fine. <laughs> Spotted as cheerleader number two. What about 
cheerleader Susie. Yeah. That's a, she was a big character. She was the baddie, but she was a girl. She had quite an arc, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, she really did. I was actually shocked. I was like, what? Susie's yeah. a bad a bad guy. And you should play into it because every episode of Batman has one token female actress who becomes like the big deal in the show. But usually they become a bit of a love interest for Batman yeah. in some way. Yeah, this there was a weird sexual tension going on between her and the Joker. <laughs> I felt like, and he was like giving her these gifts and, and it's like, oh, of course she's a... Canadian perfume. You can only perfume. I was like, I wrote a note of that. Like, oh, as we all know, women love specifically Canadian. When did it become like French perfume? It's like, no, 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 Canadian. I want it well, to. Well, probably French Canadian. Oh, Quebec mm, yeah. perfume. Yeah. Now, ladies, you don't have to yes. talk too much out of school on this one, but I mean, you're both, you've been eligible ladies, sort of. Uh, any gentlemen well, calls coming along with, with uh, French Canadian perfumes? No, um, no, unfortunately. <laughs> One day. I'm, I'm just waiting. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Hiya there, lamb chap. You busy tonight? You lowlife, get away from me. Now look here, baby, I have plans. Are you stupid or something? On the Susie front, I found it interesting, Batman... In his read of it, he denied her any agency in wanting to be a baddie. You know yeah, how he, totally. Like, and they gave her a backstory of it all with your troubled childhood. Oh, I know. <laughs> I loved it how they were just like, that's a, as I said about just like explaining everything really explicitly. <laughs> They're like, yes, because Susie had, it's like at the end of the episode, that's why she did the bad yeah. things. Like not she, she's well, a she bad person. She had an unhappy childhood and a broken home. Of yep. course. So yeah. anybody will go to the dark side for some Canadian yeah. perfume. Totes. Yeah, so she ended up at the Wayne Foundation for Delinquent Girls. Yeah, yeah. and, they, and yeah. they said, she's like, now I've got to go to jail. And they're like, it's all right, Susie. They've got lots of teams there. That's what I want. I'm like, oh, as fun. long as there's teams, I, I don't mind going to jail. Sign me up. Gosh. What's the matter? You've all been so nice to me. I can hardly bear it. I was fascinated by the opening sequence here with Mr. Vandergilt. Uh, yes. Yeah. He puts whom, the guilt in Vandergilt. Indeed. And he's trying to convince Bruce Wayne to run for mayor. Yeah. And I was thinking, this show, which is built very much on the idea of doing a civic duty, getting out there and doing what you can, he would be a far more effective crime fighter as the mayor mm. than he would be putting on his tights and facing down against, you know, every week we see, you know, two adventures against some sort of costume villain. Yeah. He could do something as the mayor. Like, he's got the resources. He's running at least one school for delinquent girls. I'm sure there's a boys' mm. school as well he's mm. doing. Yeah, but no, he wants busy. to stay above the brawl of politics. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't understand that at the start either. Was that, like, really that relevant to the story? <laughs> well, I think it was just hinting at the power failures because then that would become a plot point oh, a bit okay. later on that the city needs someone who can really address these problems with the traffic and the water shortage. But and, I didn't really get, the like... kids dropping out of school. Yeah. But what was the problem with the traffic, uh, with the power failures? Like, I expected that that actually solved this and you'd find out the Joker's, like, heavily behind this. But no. he's busy just playing around with vending machines. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's yeah. okay because Batman's got a generator. Fortunately, Commissioner, the Batcave is equipped with an anti-crime auxiliary generator, which automatically compensates for any power failure. So. Yeah, even so. Well, there's a nuclear stuff. generator at the back. Because they murdered that poor girl in the first episode of Batman 66. <laughs> mm. I mean, she fell in, sure, but whatever. Um, Susie, the cheerleader, I liked her, like, um, catchphrases. I'm going to start telling guys to beat it. <laughs> or she said, sorry, I sassed you. <laughs> and did he call her a trusting little wench at some point? Trusting little wench, aren't you? In the other episode, he called her, like, a cute little trickster or something, like, well, Nick, yeah. who was one of the henchmen, he referred to her as a 
gorgeous dumb hunk of cheerleader. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, we get it. She's good looking. Like, you know, obviously she wouldn't be allowed. The other thing I liked about the whole thing with her was like how easy and obvious it was to, because she's a girl, to predict where what her location would be on any given day. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a school holiday today. Well, obviously she will be at the candy store. And when there's like, what day is it Friday? Well, she'll be practicing her cheers because she likes candy and she likes to cheerlead and Canadian perfume. And that that's Susie in a nutshell. That's su- oh, she comes from a troubled family. <laughs> that's so Susie. So Susie. So Susie. Classic Susie. Yeah. The other th- is how funny is it when Robin tries to be a bad guy? Oh. <laughs> with a leather jacket. I'm All you need to be to a bad this. guy is a leather jacket. Uh, to smoke cigarettes and then call um, girls baby all the time. <laughs> Susie baby. Susie baby. Susie baby. Everyone's like so lecherous towards Susie, like just giving her kisses and all this stuff. Oh. You looking for something, Dickie boy? <laughs> Same as everyone else, Sue baby. He looked like a creepy uncle. Like he did not look like a cool kid. No, not at all. Hanging out at the candy store. What about where he goes, Um, he's like, oh, cigarettes, God, oh, I've smoked two packs a day. But that was the thing that undid him. That's his tell. Well, yeah. Batman right at the end, he's like, uh, now chum or whatever, uh, despite your boast, it was painfully obvious you aren't a smoker. Yeah. And yeah. I like that Batman called him on it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But he did say it was a good thing. Is it like because he's got such an honest heart? Is that kind of what he was getting at? Or well, just I mean, it's... you'd have to be to be Robin. Who's smoking two packets of cigarettes? Like I smoke. I know it's gross, but like two <laughs> packets of cigarettes. At 17 or 16 or however old he is. Do you wear a leather jacket and call people baby? Actually, I do. So yeah. I'm actually... <laughs> Story checks out. I've, I've, I've gotten into the SBS studios. I'm actually a bad guy and you guys let me in. Oh, no. Yeah. My favourite kind of joke. One which ends with a bang. Jokes on us. <laughs> oh, the, the other, the best thing is how Batman um, beat the Joker but with antihistamine tablets. Instead of a sneeze, <laughs> I've caught you cold. That was my favourite part. It's like, I knew you would have the pepper spray, so I took anti-allergy medication. should be sponsored by, like, Telfast or, or something. Claritine. Yeah. It's the thing. Like, every September I'm a mess, so yeah. I understand the pain he's coming through. I get, I get that. Like, we had this, like, um, asthma storm, hay fever thing, like, last year in Melbourne, and everybody got really ill, so I've been there. Like, yeah. hay fever's bad. You do know it's just hay fever and wasn't a nefarious scheme by the Joker. Mm, do we really know that? No, how how can you prove that? Can't be done. Yeah. Not a shred of evidence tying it to the devilish joker. I liked how they figured out it was Susie using the anti-crime voice analyzer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I sound more like Susie than she did in the second example. Mm. It, it did not sound the same, but that was how they figured it out. I didn't get a match on the two. Wait, I don't know no, about you. No, no. But where did they get the vo- See, there's so, so much complicated. Where did they get the voice <laughs> recording from? Before setting out tonight, I equipped my utility belt with a tiny microphone and transmitter. Oh, I don't know. And the thing is, even though you couldn't tell it was Cesar Romero as the Joker, he still had the cadence and regular vocal patterns <laughs> that he still exhibits as the Joker. <laughs> the Batman's a master detective. He'd be completely across that. Um, now, just speaking of Susie, uh, do we want to talk about Donna Lauren? The actress. If you like. Yeah. Uh, Fiona, did you do any research on that? I looked her up. Yeah. Yeah. I know she did an album of Elvis songs, which I can appreciate. Had a fantastic EP called Donna Does Elvis in Hawaii. Exactly. That's what got my attention. That seems, that doesn't surprise me kind of given the character that she played on that. I don't know why, but yeah. Yeah. She was also in a whole bunch of those beach movies from the 60s. Yes, that's exactly what I was picturing. Beach blanket bingo. Like a Gidget kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting because she would have been about 19. Oh, sorry, 21 when this was made. Uh, she ended up retiring two years later. Really? Yeah. She well, wants to raise a family. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was the 60s. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Man, she could have had such a brilliant yeah. career of being infantilized on TV shows. <laughs> So something we do like to do on the show is because Batman is a pop cultural character of whom has so much influence across movies and TV shows, we like to talk to our guests about their own experience with Batman because everyone comes to Batman with their own, you know, slice of life, their own personal experience. Now, I don't know, are you a Batman person beyond having been forced to watch these two episodes by me? Yeah, that's like, I was like, oh, they're going to find out I'm not like a movie and TV no, nerd. It's fine not to be yeah, like, because yeah, yeah. he's like such a big character. Like people have seen one totally. or two movies. Like maybe you've watched nothing. Like No, but I'm, I was remembering like I, I think I dressed up as Batman for something and I definitely watched it when I was a kid and I watched the like animated series as well. Like I really mm -hmm. remembered that and like I'm like, oh, I'm not really across it but then I remembered like I had that the Batman toy car and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely permeated my existence. There was actually... Um, it's not really related, but whatever. <laughs> there was a there was a ska band in Melbourne called Commissioner Gordon. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Well, believe. it's a ska band. It's always coming in the late nineties. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, now <laughs> they're still they're all still touring. They'll give it a go. There should be a ska revival. I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. Absolutely. Yeah. I need to get my skank on. <laughs> I need to wear like the oversized skate jeans and like um like checkered patterned yeah. like vans and like a wallet chain and like all that's really cool stuff. You're making fun of this. I genuinely believe everything you just said. I'm making fun of it, but I was one of those people <laughs> as well. It was a good time. Great music. Area 7. Um, so you mentioned the cartoon show. Interesting notes. It's actually 25 years this week since that show debuted, which makes me feel really, really old. That. Um, I don't know. I just used yeah. to. I just remembered like watching that when I was a kid. Because twenty five years ago, that would have been when I was about nine. So mm. I don't. What was it on the ABC or something? Uh, Channel Nine used to play it oh, as okay. part of What's oh. Up Doc. On oh, Saturday was it like morning? a Saturday morning thing yeah, yeah. or something? Yeah, I it's think that way at least. I think that's where I would have come across it. And did that? Did the ABC? Do like this series, the 1966 one? That's what I think I saw. Yeah. Lots of yeah. people have said that. So John Boehm, who's the programmer for SBS Viceland, said the same thing. Mm. Fiona thinks this. So yes. there must be something I definitely, as soon as the theme song came on, I was like, oh, yeah, it's all like the nostalgia <laughs> is coming back. And, yeah, I remember watching that when I was a, a kid and it disappeared and now I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm right back there. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling the passion. Uh, now, just well, let's talk about you for a little bit. You're in town because you're doing some stand-up comedy. Yes. Uh, part of the Sydney... Sydney Fringe Festival, yeah. Mm. Um, I'm doing a show. It's I did it at Melbourne Comedy Festival. It's called Will You Accept This Rose? Uh, same oh, because your name's Rose. Yeah, my ah. name's Rose. It's a pun. It's, like, it's <laughs> kind of about The Bachelor. I, I'm sure everybody listening to this Batman podcast is going to be super into my show that's about The Bachelor, kind of. Like, do you need to know about The Bachelor? No, nah, nah, that's what yeah. I say in the show. And it's sort of... Of like I talk about all the archetypes of like the different contestants that they have on each season, like the villain and the this mm. and the that. And because I, but I also like I keep meeting people from The Bachelor in real life. So the whole show just kind of like I thought of the name ages ago and then all these things happened, everything just fell into place. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is the perfect 
structure for a show. So I sort of structure the show like the way the TV show is structured. Yeah. Because, you know, some people will be like, I'm going to do my Batman show and just then all the Batman people will come and that's like my marketing thing. Yes. And then write it later, <laughs> um, like a, you know, stand-up show or whatever. Yeah. But it just, it all sort of, it all fell into place. So, yeah, it's been really fun. I, it was my first show last night and was sold out. So that was really nice. And I won like the Best Comedy Award last year in Sydney Fringe. So, yeah, maybe that's. Maybe that's why they came or whatever. It was probably a mistake. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> did they seem like they were having a good time? Yeah, they did. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, comedians are the worst. But, um, yeah, I've got two more shows, Friday the 8th and Sunday the 10th. So Yeah, so by the time this drops, people may have time to run out to Marrickville and see you yeah. performing there. The uh, but, yeah, on Sunday as well, we got the opportunity. What time on Sunday? 7.15. Yeah, and there's still tickets? Yeah, there's still tickets. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, I know that I said the first one sold out, but the other ones are like really not sold out yet. So <laughs> <laughs> tickets get, are selling get in quickly. Yeah, like yeah get in. Yeah. Well, but maybe by the time this well, drops, as you said, yeah, they'll be gone. They're probably sold out. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You should check your email. It's yeah, probably, yeah. 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 <laughs> They're yeah. probably being used to more shows right Collectors now. Collectors' items. There will be tickets to this show. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to watch me wear like a really awkward, like basic bitch dress and stilettos and shit for an hour and like badly applied fake tan. This is the show for you. <laughs> but um, well, you talk it up. But if if you like if you're into reality shows, like trashy reality shows, I think yeah. anybody would enjoy it. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm not, but will I enjoy it? Yes, you okay. will. Okay. Yeah, Fantastic. I think like surely you watch reality shows sometimes. I don't watch TV. I don't no. have a TV. Like The Bachelor has like a cult feminist following just a feminist that are going like ah oh, this is so heteronormative i have to keep watching it you know <laughs> and tell all my friends to keep watching also yeah like yeah. like this season he was like criticizing a couple of the girls for being topless models and it's like you're a topless model <laughs> there's literally photos of him modeling mm. topless and it, there's always a thing of it turns out some of them are strippers i think there's been at least two or three like bachelors like that are, you know, everybody's competing to win their heart that have been f- strippers. It always turns out that the guys are strippers, so I don't know. It's a bit of a double standard, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> You've kind of sold me on watching The Bachelor now. Yay. <laughs> it's Batman Malaki. Let's give up on that. Unreal. Surely you're into that. I love Unreal. It's the best. It's, yeah, so if anybody's listening, it's basically the idea is it's behind the scenes of the sort of production of a TV show uh, that is called enchanted or something on the show but yeah it's it's basically like the producers manipulating the characters into doing all these like awful things but the protagonists like the two lead characters are like the head the showrunner and like one of the lead producers and they're both awful people like they're so <laughs> awful like everyone on it's awful so the contestants are kind of awful but the actual producers manipulate the puppet them. masters well the contestants yeah. aren't necessarily awful some of them are okay um but some of them like yeah let's play the game let's do this but yeah the producers are the puppet masters and convince them to do horrible things like screw people mm. over all the time but somehow you're gunning for them yeah. i know like one of the people on this season of The Bachelor in Australia with Maddie J, like they left early without even saying goodbye and there's like all this weird stuff. And you're 
like what's actually going on? Like you hear stories of them having like really long shoots and not giving them food or like giving them booze and and then people just end up going like nuts and of course they end up yelling at each other all the time. Apparently they have a psychologist that's on set 24 hours a day on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So like if they get into any like arguments or whatever, which is just like the whole show, then they go straight into the room with the psychologist and they have to like talk it out. It's so funny. Now, we like to wind out every episode by really thinking back to what we've experienced over this and the lessons that could be imparted upon us. Mm. Fiona, let's go with you first. What did you learn from this week's Batman? What hit home for me was don't stand too close to a vending machine because it mm. could either gas you or cuff you around your shins. Holy ball and chain. Mm. When I was at university, yes. um, I was <laughs> like standing outside. It was a lecture. It was like midway through a lecture mm-hmm. and we were waiting for like the next session or something was happening. So I was outside with some vending machines. I put some money in and what I paid for didn't come out of the vending machine. So I started rattling the vending machine. Wow. Okay, and, you know, things were just a little bit nervous. But then someone came over and, like, really started shaking it, and it was, like, about 12 things that came out of the machine. So I got the thing that I paid for, but I left everything else in the bottom. The lecturer came out, and he was getting some drinks for the people that were on the panel that we're about to see, just grabbed all the free stuff from the bottom, went back in there. Oh, it burns me to this day. I got done over by a vending machine the other day as well. And I just walked away. What did you so lose? I'm that rich, man. <laughs> I was like, $4? I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, 4 bucks. I was trying to get a Coke Zero at um, South Yarra Station, which is in Melbourne, so I don't know if you'd know about it. But it was Melbourne. very annoying. But who can be bothered, like, going all the way or calling the phone number no. for a $4 Coke? Maybe mm. it was the joker the whole yeah. time. I'm lucky I didn't get poofed in the face with some <laughs> weird words to use, but, you know, pepper spray or whatever yeah. it is. So, Anthrax, is that what it would be these <laughs> days? I don't know. So money bags, Callahan. Yeah. Uh, what lesson did you learn from this week's Batman? Stay in school, kids, and don't, um, to, if you're trying to pretend to be a bad guy, don't pretend to be smoking two packs a day because that's just unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> Do your homework on yeah, exactly. your alibi. Yeah, Richard Grayson's improv skill is not quite there. Uh, My life lesson this week was, and this maybe rang home a little bit because here in Sydney, let me talk about the Mm -hmm, cultural things mm -hmm. going on here, we've got local council elections taking place. Oh, yes, I do know that. So it's going to be a very big weekend going forward for us. Uh, But like, I was looking through this and I learned that being the chief cheerleader automatically gets you a spot on the student council. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was actually the head of the student council at my school, but my school was so shit. All you had to do was just say like, hey, can I be the president of the (laughs) SRC? And they're like, okay. Yeah, I was and then I was. Too. Were you? Yeah. Oh, look at us, yeah, high achievers. Yeah, look where we are. I only got as far as secretary of the council. Ah, oh, see, yeah. that's that's funny. It's that okay. Oh, there's a lot of important administrative work. Bunch of do gooders. <laughs> we're like the Batman and Robin nerds of our school, really. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, your story, you're leaving all the free money coming out of the candy machine. Well, there's only so many Snickers bars one can eat. <laughs> This is the end of another Batman Land for this week. We will be back next week with another double part episode. 
Now, before we get out of here, we can be contacted if people want to give us feedback or just thoughts, or maybe they're just excited by a rose with the <laughs> Bachelor and they just <laughs> want to talk about <laughs> But maybe Twitter would be a yeah, better yeah. way than mobile phone. That's how we know each other from Twitter. We Twitter do. brings yeah. everyone together. Um, yeah, I like talk a bunch of dumb shit on Twitter. So if you want to get all up in that, um, Operation Rosie, Operation underscore R O S I E on Twitter. And I'll confirm she's a very entertaining Twitterer. Oh, thank you. I've, yeah. I've got a lot of... It's like sort of like throwing off shit at the wall and see what sticks. You know what I mean? It's what's what it's about. You know, Twitter. some people curate. They're like, it's yeah. got it. if it doesn't get like at least 50 likes, I'm going to delete it. I'm like, that one's shit. That one's shit. That one's okay. Anyway, follow me. I'm very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fiona Williams, you've been entertaining before on Twitter. Oh, thanks. Once or twice. Oh. Back in salad days. That's yeah, <laughs> when I first got on there. Now I'm jaded and yeah. Yeah. What a backhanded compliment. Isn't that it though? Was. Uh, you know I respect you. You know you mm-hmm. did say I'm technically. We'll get to that later. But technically, your technically boss. my boss. Yeah. She Uh-oh. is in fact officially 100% my boss. Yeah, technically unemployed now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that contract. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Well. yeah. Uh, your Twitter. Hi. Uh, at anything but Fifi. Yes, and people can find me at the Dan Barrett, the soon-to-be-unemployed Dan Barrett. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening. I'd like to give a big thanks to Jeremy Wilmot, who produces the shambles of the podcast <laughs> every week, but he makes it sound really good when it enters his hands. Thanks, mate. Sounds creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much. If people want to watch Batman each week, it's on SBS Viceland Friday at 6.30. Obviously, if you miss it, it's Friday night. Maybe you're going out. You can catch it on a Sunday afternoon. Plays there as well. Or SBS On Demand. There's this week's episode and a whole bunch of episodes from a week's gone by. You can watch that to your heart's content. Big thanks to Rosie for coming in and Fiona for being here as always. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.